up everybody this is the digest thank you for joining us for another double feature on this week's show we're going to be talking about the witch as well as Seder, the 2019 supernatural woodsy folktale movie should be pretty fun convo but before we get into our movies let me introduce my co-host travis welcome to the show hello matthew and Paris, hello, welcome. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Now, uh, Travis, I understand you had a, a question for us. Well, no one was prepared for the icebreaker this episode, um, so I'll step up and do that. Um, it's heating up here in the sunny state of Washington. And um, what better question to ask? Then, uh, what's your favorite flavor of Gatorade? Interesting. Blue. Can only pick one. No, and the actual flavor. Don't cool blue. Scott here. Cool <laughs> blue is my favorite. Travis, the only people who know the names of Gatorade are serial killers. Come on. But there's you multiple red, blues. orange, green. I like all the blues. All the blues. Okay. Yes, I've never had a blue I didn't like. And if it's I'm at the store, the rules I literally, game, but okay, but if I'm at the store and I'm looking for a Gatorade, I don't even look at the kind, freeze I just look at the blue. No, no, <laughs> Glacier Freeze is the wrong answer. There's a right and a wrong answer for blue Gatorade, and the right well, the answer is blue cool is blue. The better one. Yes. Cool blue. Is that cool blue? Yes. No, that's not the best one. The cherry one is even better than that. What? No, yeah. I'm is only drinking red? Gatorade. There's like a blue cool cherry blue. one. Yeah, it's good. No. Blue cherry? I don't know yeah, what I'm the pretty fuck. Sure. I just get the blue one. <laughs> okay, well, you don't take your Gatorade serious enough, Paris, but that's fine. It's because Gatorade is trash. Cool blue is the only good one. Yeah, no, when I was young, we best. weren't allowed to. Are you kidding? <laughs> I wasn't allowed to drink Gatorade growing up, so I have like kind of a a weird history with it. Wait, you weren't allowed? Yeah, it was too sugary, quote unquote. So when I played soccer and stuff, we had Capri Suns instead. How is oh, that yeah, better? Because there's, there's no sugar in fucking Capri Suns. <laughs> Gatorade Sun. at least has like... Make it make sense, y'all. I wasn't the one <laughs> making these decisions. I wanted fucking Gatorade. That literally makes real sense, but we don't need to delve into that. Yeah, My favorite, to... going with the cool pick, Limon Pepino. The lime cucumber flavor. That is a slapper. Wait, what? Eh, it's yeah. good. You ever had it? Oh, it's good. It wets the whistle. It is so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, you sound horny for this Gatorade. What is happening? Oh, the, the first time it touched my lips, it was a game changer. I mean, it's good, but I, I drink Gatorade twice a year it's it's not something that gatorade doesn't even have all three electrolytes powerade has all that's three true. electrolytes. it's true i don't know why y'all are 
messing with either of those nowadays. It's all about the liquid IV added to your water. Pedialyte? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's way better than Pedialyte, though. But yes, essentially. And you drink it when you... Before you drink it, you drink it after you're drinking. It's the best. Gatorade. All right. Well, I was just trying to ask second. a fun question. You guys didn't need to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you were walking into a wolf's den. Someone who has strong opinions about Gatorade and... One and someone, someone who has who strong opinions life. about everything. <laughs> 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 which is which, you'll never know. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, the ice has been broken. Proceed, Matthew. Fuck yeah. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, let's move into talking about our movies. So, uh, Paris, you picked the uh, the double feature this time around. Any uh, Anything you want to say about uh, what went into your uh, thought process for this uh, double feature? Sure thing. Um, I forgot to mention this before we started recording, but I am slightly changing the name of the theme. It was mm. something, it was a dumb thing that I didn't like very much. And so now it's, it's friggin' demons. That's the it's theme. Friggin it's friggin' demons? That's it's the friggin' theme. demons is the whole thing, including the it's. All right, taking a note. That's for the show notes for those who listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I um, picked these two because I hadn't seen either of them. We're watching Seder and the Witch, or the Vavitch, as some might say. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't seen either of them. I'd been wanting to see the Witch basically since it came out, and then Seder was uh, a recent, recently recommended to me via TikTok. F- probably i don't know man like i don't where do i get any information nowadays like probably um yeah and uh and so they seem to be kind of a good fit together sort of a a spooky vibe a spooky vibe <laughs> <laughs> unlike everything else we've watched it's kind of spooky yeah this is a horror <laughs> podcast I don't know what to spooky. say, you guys. I I mean, I hadn't seen either of them, so it was well. They're both I didn't rooted in like, like folk tales, right? Yes, like like having watched them now, I would say they're much more similar, even than I realized. Where it's sort of like family trauma rooted in folklore with mixing in like real of like it's almost like they're both kind of like historical fiction because it's like real events happening and sort of like the isolation of like being an insular family the woods are a big play a big part like they're they're way more similar thematically than i even realized so you know pat me on the back (laughs) sorry and what, what was the theme i missed it what was the official the theme is it's title. friggin demons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you guys can think of something better, because now that I'm hearing it out loud, I don't like it as much. Well, not my episode, so we're gonna go with it. Unless you also, uh, it's not really in the witch. Let me th- actually hear kind of. hear hear ye hear ye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say if I think of something better by the end of the episode, it'll be that. Otherwise, it's friggin' demons. Okay, let's roll with it. Okay. Well, we're gonna start 
with Sator, so plot synopsis is secluded in a desolate forest, a broken family is observed by Sator, a supernatural entity who is attempting to claim them. Film is written and directed and edited and cinematographed and all of the things Jesus. by Faft. Jordan Graham. <laughs> um Basically, the only thing this motherfucker did was uh, not act. That's the only thing he didn't do in this movie. Uh, this is a 2019 film. Um, I can go first, unless there was someone else who uh, was itching to talk about this one first. Please. Any objections? Oh, uh, Paris, real quick. I got a, I got an alternate uh, tagline for you. Oh, yeah. Whatever it's called. Sure. I already thought of another one, but I want to hear yours. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there under our nose. Life's a witch. Oh, okay, okay. So I like that. But, but I think, I'll raise you. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I think that's more for one than the other. And so I would like to say I'll change it to Into the Woods. Into okay. the Woods. Okay. I guess that's more, more applicable. Yeah. Which is more fitting for both, and it's a play on the play. Yes. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, we can, you know, confirm at the end of it what uh what the official tagline is for this double feature but i'll kick things off uh with sator um i really 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 think we did a disservice pairing this movie up with the witch because uh <laughs> this is 85 minutes Wait, of my why? life i'm never ever gonna get back <laughs> oh no i don't have a single good thing to say about this movie um i like i don't think it does a single thing well i was bored to death and i was hoping maybe it would be a slow burn where the end just like blows my mind kind of similar to what the witch does and then the end of the movie happened and i was like okay well that that was that happened and then that was it so i think it's poorly acted i think it's uninspired visually i think the sator like forest people look lame as hell I think the script is uh, bare bones and I did not come to care about a single character in the whole movie. Nobody does anything. And uh, I truly hated this fucking movie, you guys. I really, really did not like this movie at all. Matt, <laughs> how can you, the the champion of Skinamarink, say all the things... Like, like you could have said every single one of the things that you just said about Skinner Inc. Like, what? That's a piece of art, though, is the thing. Sator is a... Uh, I, I was just... So, it's so dull. I just... Matt, I really, really had a hard time connecting with it. I, I will piggyback off you, and I want to give this movie the benefit of the doubt because Jabroni did everything but star in it. Um, it is kind of a, a labor of love, I think. But um, I pretty much agree with everything that you just said. <laughs> oh, no. Except See, you had I, seen I this think, before. I'm kind of... Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, it was kind of tough to get through both times and um, was um, just never really grabbed me either watch. So, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really stoked to rewatch it, but I was hoping that maybe the rewatch, it would work a little bit better on me, but... I think if anything, it just shined a light on some of its flaws even more. But um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be kind to it because it is so like homemade, I guess, for lack of a better term. But um, I do think there were some decent visuals and I liked the beginning with like the floaty camera through the house and it being shot in black and white. I thought that was kind of cool. And there were some decent shots for how low budget it was. But yeah, the acting was terrible. Uh, kind of hard to follow and understand, in my opinion. And um, I mean, it did have like a decent mood and atmosphere, but it just it felt like it just wanted to be like a um, one of those upper echelon art house horror movies, and just kind of failed <laughs> to achieve that status. <laughs> So I, I'm ultimately mixed, but yeah, like I don't ever really care to return to it and it's not really enjoyable and kind of a slog to get through, but I appreciate what what work was put into it at least. <laughs> Real quick before Paris goes, I would just say that from my perspective, like the one guy did basically everything, like Jordan Graham it came across to me like a movie that was basically willed into existence by one man's just determination to make a movie. You know what I mean? I know that probably sounds harsh, but like, I mean, he did everything. Hey, you I don't know where the money came that. from, but <laughs> kind of, it feels like a move, like uh, give him hey, credit. Not many people in the world can say they've made a feature film. Oh, totally. And it's not like it's a movie that like doesn't have some acclaim and like that, you Mm -hmm. know, people do. There are people who like the movie. It did get some good reviews. And like, I agree with you that there are a couple. Well, there are a couple shots that I liked and I'll I'll, we can circle back to that after Paris goes. But uh, a couple of shots aren't going to sell an entire movie though. (laughs) no it's like just because like there's a couple things that look neat like that wasn't enough for me so anyway i am curious uh to hear uh your thoughts paris where did you land on this one y'all i am shook by your reactions because i really liked it (laughs) wow okay (laughs) like i it it got me i don't know what to say like from the beginning like I was so scared and so interested in the story and like it was definitely like it 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 captured me and and I was hook line and sinker whatever you want to call it from the beginning I I mean I have a million and one questions but that didn't that doesn't lessen the viewing experience for me like I just found it so interesting and I think that how slow and quiet it was could have been boring as y'all it sounds like it was for y'all but for me it was like high tension it was what's going to happen next it was you know it comes at night level of nothing's oh happening God. but everything's happening. Are we talking happening. about the witch already? Or? How dare you? <laughs> I really How dare you evoke it, you it comes at night I, in this discussion? I, that was exactly how I felt. Like I I th- I felt like it was so much of and obviously it's, you know, a lower budget film, but I thought it looked really really good. Can all things considered, and I thought 
The only stiff acting I thought was when Deborah came in and I was like, ooh, bad. She's Fucking a bad actor. Deborah. Yeah, like she sucks and like everything. <laughs> any scene with her in it, I was like, get get out of here. She doesn't need to be in this. Like, fucking Deborah, get out of here. But I thought the rest of them did a really good job. And I don't know, the mystery around it was really interesting. And like some of the choices that were made felt like is this a cult is this real is this are they in a purgatory is it are they dead is it you know there was just so like and there was sort of like that time mix up of like when things were taking place in relation to each other and like what was really going on and all of that sounds like it could be convoluted and again you guys probably this is probably how you guys felt I just felt very interested and I was like, I want to try to figure out the mystery. And I appreciated the the ambiguity and sort of leaving it open for interpretation. And I did like a bunch of deep diving on this. Like, I really, really liked it. Thank God, because I'm not going to be able to help. Yeah, <laughs> you, might need, you might need to shed some light. Because from my perspective, like, guys... Uh, grandma or mom I don't even fucking know which one grandma I think has dementia and his dog goes missing and they spend like a really long time looking for the dog and then they don't find the dog and then guy shows up in the house wearing a mask and then there's a photograph and (laughs) there's a person tied to a tree and there's more kind of oh something went bump in the night let me shine a flashlight oh there's nothing there uh someone visits somebody at a cabin matt's just reading the, the shot list yeah There's i know like, I, matt what are you talking like, like truly this could be, I any, don't this could be exactly. any movie that you're exactly. saying like that you could be talking about the witch too. it could like, be what that's what how i felt watching right this movie none of the scenes to me felt like you didn't they feel were like leading they to anything. I didn't feel a mystery. I felt genuinely bored and disinterested because there was nothing compelling me to care. Okay. You is kind of where you I didn't, you, you weren't interested in like whether Seder was real or not? No, because the disciples, I'm assuming they're disciples, like whatever they were, the, the people wearing the skull masks and stuff. Yeah, but were they real? They looked so lame though. No, you didn't. I thought the character design for those was so good, so creepy. The like deer skulls with the antlers and the fur coming out. So it's like part man, part beast, but sort of this like dead, deserty creature of the woods. Like that it didn't looked, freak you out? No, it looked like somebody like grabbed one of those fucking like bone antler things off someone's wall and put it on their head and then put like a cheap cloak on and then. Like walk when around. you say bone Dude. antler things off someone's wall, you know what those are, right? Well, My uncle has all that shit on. in his downstairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like you know, those are like like skulls for like hunting and whatever. Right, like, no, that's like, what I'm know. saying. Someone just took them off someone's wall and put it on their head. It's still a, a, sh- a skull, a cloak on. though, Matt. Like taking off a skull off someone's wall and putting there on his is different from like t- you know, like like I feel like you're underplaying. Anyway, clearly this didn't work for you, but. No. I will agree though sh- the, the the those like you know entities or whatever they didn't really have much of an impact on me. At one point, it almost felt like it was like miniatures in a shot. I was like, are those actual people <laughs> in costume or? <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was so spooked by them. This is wild. I just didn't find them intimidating. 
even beyond like my aesthetic issues with like the way they looked, I just wasn't scared by it. Well, and also, I mean, Matt nailed it when he said to pit this movie against the witch is just not even fair. And he couldn't be more correct with that statement. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I, don't, I feel like there's not one single thing that the witch doesn't do better. Like not one single thing across the board, acting, visuals, story, like everything. There's not one single thing that I can point to than say that Seder like has a leg up over the witch. But we're on. talking about the goat child, Robert Eggers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I don't know. It's not like I didn't like want to like it. I just, I don't, I don't know what it was that didn't resonate with me, but I just, <laughs> no, nothing that happened in this movie was uh, appealing to me. And, the two like visuals that I thought were cool, and again, it's it's almost like dude, this has the a witch ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, for I know real, that doesn't mean a ton, but yeah. So the two I liked the repetitive image of the grandmother in bed, like using like the camcorder footage. Like there was some creep factor there. But yeah. it was immediately undercut by like weird, like editing POV issues that this movie had. Like this in those sequences where it was doing the flashback stuff, it would like intercut between like the hand cam footage and you know like actual camera black and white footage, and it would like fuck with the POV where like you would see this camcorder footage of somebody looking at the grandmother and then it would cut to the perspective from where the grandmother should be in the scene and the person in the frame is not holding a camera and then it would cut back and the person is not you know what I mean do you know what I'm talking about like it would cut back and forth but the person in the frame in the non hand cam footage is not holding a camera so then I was like where the fuck is this person with the camera I actually don't know what you're referring to specifically in that point, but it could be the reason that that may not line up 100%. It could be because the home recordings uh, were all real. So that is not what what's his name? Gordon, Stephen Gordon, Gordon or whatever Graham. the fuck. Gordon Graham. So that is Gordon Graham's actual grandmother who actually has dementia, who actually uh, believes Seder is real who in 1968 started having these uh, uh, auditory hallucinations of Seder and did all the, what they call automated writings. Like those are all really hers. And so the camcorder footage of her and of like his parents or the, the parents in it are actually his parents and like a real camcorder footage of his grandmother. Okay. So that is that is interesting, but it's very jarring in the when you're watching the movie, where within the context of the film, it feels like it's breaking. Like it felt like a mistake. You know what I mean? Like the way it was edited. It could it be. Would, it I didn't. I didn't notice that, so I don't really know to speak on it. So hmm. it definitely threw me off. But I did think that was a that was a a creepy image but if it's just homeboys home movies that he didn't even film like you can't credit him for that other than like choosing to edit you know 
as in, from an editor's perspective to use it in his film sure but like if the creepiest if the thing that i found the creepiest is literally just a home movie from his life then that like that's a half star i'm bumping another half star off this thing if, that, if, that's, yeah. if that's the case i mean best thing in the movie and it's fucking his dad recorded it or whatever when he was a kid like Damn. Well, it wasn't his dad when he was a kid. The grandma was well, whoever, old. Who, like whoever filmed it. Could it have like, been. It could have been him. I don't know. Like before he made the movie. Even if it it's, was the grandma him. looks like the same age. So I feel yeah, like you're just does. now you're just shitting on things to shit on them. You know. Well, I didn't. I didn't do any deep diving. Like if that was actually not filmed for the movie, and that was actually something that he like took from you know, like I can't credit yeah, it him was. for that. That's. That's just him ch- choosing, you know, when I, like I, that makes me like it even less. That might sound like me shitting on it, but like if he just had this home footage that he like edited into the scene that breaks the scene for me from like a mise-en-scene perspective, if on top of that, it wasn't even filmed for the movie, if it was just a home, home footage that he edited in. like What is mise-en-scene? Like the placement of objects and people. Uh, in front of the camera and also where the camera is positioned. It's like the most important thing when it comes to cinema. Yeah, it's like the difference between Sator okay. and the Witch. I'm being... <laughs> All right. Well, it, it's like where where you choose, like it, like like Travis said, it's like where where you choose to place the camera, where you where the actors are in the scene how you switch perspectives like the placement of things within the record (laughs) well well no but you said you said that's that's like all movie is or something like that right yes but matt you really pulled the mise-en-scene card in this review yeah it it was (laughs) this in this movie yeah It stood out to me, I guess is why I use that. Like Fair enough. It felt it felt like a movie. How many episodes have we done together? I don't know if anyone's ever brought it. Oh, I've dropped a mise en scene, my guy. I've dropped a mise en scene before. (laughs) Come on, check the tape. (laughs) I need to do a control F on our entire library. (laughs) Well, okay, so um I am curious, Paris. So you, you said you did a little bit of a deep dive. Like what Point A to point B, I, I I can't say I really know like what this movie was going for. Like, is there more information? And like what resonated with you as far as like you said you got invested in the mystery. I am genuinely curious, like, what the mystery was from your perspective. Cause I couldn't follow the thread. I was so disinterested and the characters were so like bland to me that I like I didn't get invested in the mystery. So besides like the literal things that happened in the story, I I couldn't really tell you what the, the, the movie is about as far as like the, the overarching theme or, or even the plot of it really. Okay. Um, well, I think that for me, a lot of the mystery came from similar to any sort of, art house style open-ended movie like uh like a bow is afraid or like a mother where a lot is happening and uh obviously this is not that kind of movie but in the in a in a similar way where it's like what is real what is in their head and while i think that there's 
more obvious things than those other two that I referenced. I think this one is a lot more ambiguous. And so that's kind of one of the many mysteries I think that the, that runs through the film is, is um, what is real and what is actually happening. Like throughout a big portion of the film, I thought, oh, they have like a cult essentially, but it's not a bunch of people. It's just the family where they have this cult of of this demon satyr started with their grandmother then grandpa jim then the mom then adam all of them are there and the forest land that they're in now they're dead and but they had like like something's like i was just trying to like think of possibilities so i was like oh they're dead and deborah's the only one that's alive and she has to do something to like make Seder like I was thinking of all kinds of crazy things and I don't necessarily think that's what the movie was going for like that particular one but I have lots of different theories of like what possibly could have been going on and I don't know I enjoyed the that that aspect of it of like trying to figure out what's going on see that's interesting to me because I the whole time I was watching it I never once felt like I never questioned the reality of the film, if that makes sense. Like, I never thought, is this actually happening or is this not happening? I just assumed that everything was happening. Not even an well, so assumption. So you thought just, you were just like, Seder is definitely real. Yeah. He is a being. Yeah. Okay. And I, mean, I immediately the, the image thought of that the movie seems like is... it may not be real. Oh, Okay. I mean, I just assumed, I mean, when I go into a supernatural entity movie like this, I go into it assuming that, like, that thing exists. Like, you know, like, the movie totally. is about, you wouldn't expect this thing to be there. The characters within the film are like, that doesn't sound real, you know? And then it is real. And that's how I read the whole movie. So, like, maybe that's part of why there was no mystery for me, is I never, I never once questioned, like the existence of it like I, I know i understand that within the film the context of the film like the characters are questioning like you know right grandma's not really you know talking to a, a forest yeah. demon named sator right but i from the beginning i was like no i mean i could they see are that. you know so i think yeah i could see that if you felt like it was very straightforward and like literal that this would be kind of boring Hmm. I, I definitely could see that. Maybe we just um, came at it from different angles and that's why yeah. it resonated better with you. I always think every movie is trying to trick me. <laughs> like, I think every <laughs> movie is Shutter Island. Like, I think that there's going to be a big reveal at the end of every movie. So I feel like oftentimes I am looking to... I'm sort of theorizing as I'm watching. And you want to try to get ahead of the movie, so you're like thinking about like what. It's could not that be I want to try to get ahead. I find it fun to, uh, like, uh, like unlike you, Matt, I don't come at movies like try to best them. I <laughs> slay them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I I you know find it fun to kind of like solve the puzzle, like your mementos, your Shutter Islands. Like I think I think I'm always like ooh a puzzle, and I think that. 
sometimes to my detriment, like sometimes that makes movies worse because I'm like, well, this isn't as interesting as what was in my head, but it definitely made this one better. Yeah. Matt definitely has an agenda before he pushes play. That's for sure. What? <laughs> I didn't come into this movie with an agenda. <laughs> I had never even... Bro, Matt, you come into every movie with an agenda, you fucking jabroni. Do you come know how on. long it took me to even find this fucking movie? Do you know how many different ways... Do you know how many different ways I spelled Seder before I fuck? I did S-A-T-Y-R. I did S-E-D-E-R. I mean, it Matt, took me 15 minutes pr- to figure out what point was. You're proving my point Why don't you just ask right me? Yeah, like, why don't you just... I was. I reached the point where I was gonna. You couldn't spell it, and you're like, you know what? Fuck this movie. (laughs) I spent 15 minutes trying to find it. Now I'm watching it, and it sucks. I'm over it. Travis, you're so right. You're You're not right. right. You're not right. Matt rewatched this movie and was like, I don't even know how to spell. Everything sucks. Travis, it's you've a, never it's been a made right. up word. I'd rather They're be playing Zelda right now. That's true. That's true. But <laughs> this movie's not worth my eighty minutes. This is I did honestly, not... Matt's singing that literally right now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'd I rather am. be playing Zelda. I but I didn't come. I just want to let the record show. I did not come into this I with know, an agenda. I, I knew bit. nothing about this movie <laughs> other than I had seen the the poster. So. Did literally knew nothing about this movie other than some sort of like forest, you know, and that Paris folktale vibes. <laughs> yeah, and including I had how to spell it. the names. <laughs> Couldn't fucking spell it, but you know, I, I did not come into it with an agenda. So, sure. Now that we got that out of the way, now I understand why you guys were so like, "Oh, you found it on TikTok." I thought it was going to be like, "Yeah, finally a good one." No, apparently not. Not today. <laughs> I mean, I still thought it was good. Do we have any other thoughts on uh, Sator before we move on to the the Vavitch, as Paris says? Not many thoughts on the on the Sator. Okay, right there with you, bud. <laughs> Paris, speak now I or mean, forever hold your peace. I have I had some like questions to ask about well, it. Can't answer them, bud. Can't answer. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think <laughs> now that the wrong audience. Based, <laughs> based on our conversation, I don't think there you're gonna have any more answers than I will. So I'll leave that for uh, the. Uh, Can Patreon. I hear one? Can we hear one? Yeah. Um, what does the black and white slash smaller aspect ratio mean? Spooky uh, times. <laughs> It's spooky. It's a spooky movie. What? It's spooky vibes, you guys. <laughs> that to me so just I connotated was, of. Like, I was a, thinking that that was uh, like a different time, or that they were that that was when they were dead, or that was when they were alive, or that's actually a different place, and the forest is what? hell, or like something. Like I thought they had Whoa. more meaning. Just past, guys. Past. I was thinking. I mean, yeah, I was thinking the past. Memento. We just Paris just name dropped it. Memento. Past is black and white. Present is color. I don't think it's that deep. I I never questioned it. I just assumed everything that I was seeing in black and white was meant to have taken place in the past. And I nothing. Looked at this movie very black and white, and I looked at it with you know shades of gray. <laughs> I guess, and I just, I feel like this movie is, it came across to me as being pretty black and white. I didn't get the impression this movie was trying to, like, 
be tricky. A tricky. Well, a except tricky you don't know. You, you were like, I don't even know what happened, so it wasn't really because nothing happened in this movie. Is, is more so. I was just saying nothing happened. Like, sounds like it tricked you, Matt. I don't think stuff think did happen. <laughs> As we alluded yeah, to, see, Travis before, didn't yeah. love it, but at least he can. At least he can. Don't admit stuff ask happened. me what happened, but stuff did happen. I followed the thread. I just didn't really understand why I was supposed to care. You just didn't find the end? Well, I was waiting thread. for something crazy to happen. <laughs> I was waiting for something crazy to happen at the end. And you end up just setting it down uh, rather than... <laughs> yeah, I just Wait, watched you it don't unravel think away from the me. murder of all the characters was crazy? No, that's exactly how I would have what? expected a movie like this to play out. What? The witch did it better. The witch did it better. Let's move <laughs> on. Come on. Uh... <laughs> Uh, star ratings. What are we thinking, guys? Don't everybody uh, rush Anyone? all at once. Well, okay. I'll, I originally rated it three. That was a, a three pass. I'm going to go down <laughs> to a, a 2.5. 2.5? Interesting. Nice try, my guy. <laughs> it's a it's a 1.5 for me. It's going to be a four for me. Woof. All right, that's going to be Seder. Let's move on to part two of the double feature. Uh, this is a movie that we have, you know, we've talked about on the show before at varying lengths as the years have gone on. Um, but we're talking about The Witch, Bob Egghead's debut feature. Plot synopsis is a family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. Written and directed by Robert Eggers, film stars Anya Taylor-Joy, Ralph Ineson, Kate Dickey, and Harvey Crimshaw. Let's talk The Witch. Who wants to go first? Any takers? No takers, well, I, I think I think I want Paris to go first unless she has an objection because she is the fresh meat on this one. If you'd prefer not to, Paris, I will go first. If you, if you're saving, I can go first. For us. Okay. Um, no, not saving. Um, I really liked it. I um have seen um old Bobby Egghead's other two films, um, The Lighthouse and The Northman. I'm really a big fan of his thes. Uh, I think that. Where, where does this fall in the uh, well? Three, see, if you could I was just about to say. I think. Some of it, some of my viewing of this, I I did it a disservice by having seen the other two first because I like the other two more. I Not to say that. I didn't like this because I did, but I think that one, it came out so long ago, so I knew kind of what was going to happen. Two, it has been so hyped by y'all, by other people, by just in general, by the fact that I'd watched the other two, that I think my expectations were a little high for this. Mm -hmm. And so I think this would probably be third of the three for me. And then I'm not sure whether Lighthouse or Northman would be, which would be, like, in which order those would be for one and two, because I saw the lighthouse in theaters, and I saw the Northman at home, and I think both could benefit from a 
a rewatch <clears throat> the other way even because for, I feel like I was gonna say for what it's worth this might be in my opinion his best movie but also my least favorite <laughs> okay interesting. interesting can you expand on that well just I think just the through line is the most like cohesive and yeah I yeah for just it's a pretty simple story, but I think it just nails what it's going for. And there's some aspects of the Northmen and the lighthouse that are a little more obtuse, but I think that's what I like about those movies. So yeah, I'm not trying to steal your, uh, initial thoughts, but, uh, since we were on the topic of the three, I thought I would mention that. Yeah, definitely. No, I immediately thought about it because, um, yeah, because I was such a big fan of the other ones. And obviously, you know, he's, you know, one of those guys that y'all always talk about on the pod. Old Bobby Egg. Um, I think that kind of actually, Travis, you said it really well. The story of the witch is simple. And the story of the Northman and the story of the lighthouse I, maybe the story is simple, but what actually happens is fucking nuts and is sort of all over the place. And I, I love that. I love that kind of chaotic nature where you're not really sure what's going to happen next. And, and, well, there's, and, I also and just there's think, another... Without spoiling it, the witch has like this through line and ending that really packs a punch with the other ones. I feel like... You kind of have to put the pieces together a little bit more to like fully be on board. Totally. And as we talked about, I love a movie that makes me put together the puzzle myself. I love not being told exactly what's going on. I I revel in that, that like mystery and that, that intrigue. And I think that, again, because The Witch is a little more straightforward and because I kind of knew... It, you know, it's been it's been out for so long that I was kind of aware of it in that sense, even though I hadn't seen it. That like was the uh, Black Phillip kinda... aspect spoiled at all for you? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I feel like that's yeah, kind of a big part of yeah. The, that's at least the initial wash. Honestly, that's you guys, <laughs> I know, and and really and truly, after watching it, I was like, oh, the whole movie was kind of spoiled. Like, not exactly. But I was like, oh, I've heard too much about I mean, this it's movie in the title, to be watching right? it with clean eyes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you see the witch very early on, right? You see her bathing in that baby's guts or whatever, that mashed up baby. Mm -hmm. That is so, the coolest part of the movie. Yes, and... honestly. Well, that's the other part of it. It <laughs> no, starts seriously. so strong. Like, holy shit, a baby fucking disappears. And then... A, Once a we're putting on the baby paste, mortal, is, and, mortal yeah. and pestling that fucking baby into a paste, putting it on herself and her fucking broom as a flying ointment. Oh my god! Like, and and nothing else in the film lives up to that. I don't know if I'm just stupid or what, but that scene never really made an impact on me until this watch. Dude, me too. This is like the fifth or sixth time I've seen this movie. And it wasn't until this time that I was like, oh my God. Like her like rubbing the baby paste all over herself. I was like, 
oh, for whatever reason that like there there are two images that have stuck with me through all these rewatches and that was not one of them now it's like right all i can picture is that image of just like the re from behind because like the witch that version of the witch is framed throughout the whole movie from that perspective from behind like you the, the hair draped over the shoulders like that's the only well not the only well no that is the only until she turns her head like towards the end where we see her face but like that is the image that we see of like the witch yeah like in that form. i, re- I recall this, that the sequence of her taking the child her bringing yes. it to her little den or whatever yes but like the scene of her like rubbing the like paste on herself just completely just i don't know i blanked out like watching it the first couple times i watched it but this time i was just like holy shit like that's, that's what so we're doing right now because that's like something i n- have never seen in any film and like that really fucking got me if anything like there's definitely some really brutal moments in this especially towards the end but like that sequence fucking got me i was like holy shit and almost maybe got my expectations even higher than they already were maybe too high i think well, those are like the sequences that were like maybe because this movie has been like a part of the cultural lexicon for so long. And you've heard like me and Travis and just like our circle of people well, talk about this movie so much over the years. That, like, I also feel like this was the movie that kicked off the like elevated horror A24 type film. Yes. Like well, we was, can't yeah. talk about this without talking about how it's really like robert eggers relation to ari aster and and his three collection of films and how each of those got you know weirder than the next just like you know robert eggers similar oove and all that stuff Mm -hmm. because i'll say the first time i watched this was in the theater and i could not understand like half the dialogue so i checked out pretty early and just thought it was like one of those like period pieces that just you know didn't work for me or whatever didn't really see the hype blah 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 blah. then everyone was you know gushing over it so i gave it a second chance at home with the subtitles and then absolutely loved it so this third time was like a victory lap and you know i have things to say about it but the thing that stood out most was the baby paste i was just like (laughs) that is incredible (laughs) it's just it's it's one of those movies that i think it's such a masterclass and it's so rewarding on rewatches. Like I'll, I'll say up front that I've seen this movie at least five times. This is at least the fifth time I've seen it. Maybe six or seven. I can't remember exactly how many I showed this movie to some people in my slut phase and I don't remember exactly how many I showed it to. I remember at least two. (laughs) But it might have been more. Um, so I've seen it at least five times. And it's been a 4.5 movie for me every time. Like, it, it's just been one of those movies where I'm like, yeah, it's really fucking good. But it's kind of boring. And I don't know. There was just something holding me back from, like, fully Yeah, where's the butt, it. Matt? This time, don't, though? Don't say no it's No butts. There's no butts. <laughs> five, okay. This was the five star. It took five or six rewatches. <laughs> to hit five stars but like it's because you had other things on your mind when you pressed play not me dude you don't know me 
Well, no. you just said maybe the person I was showing you said you went through things on their mind. Maybe the other person did, but not me. In that slut era, he was like still trying to watch. Everyone had a Netflix and chill phase, all right. But Matt's was just Netflix, and and the other person would be like, "Let's chill," and be like, "Once the movie is done." Yeah. Wait, can I tell you guys a really funny? Can I tell you guys a really funny aside about that? Of course you can. Recently, a couple times uh, with a person I've been seeing, I um, watched a movie with them once at their house and once in theaters. And both times I was like, are you not going to watch the fucking movie? Like I was so. What were they doing instead on their phone? Fingering mostly. Jesus, Matt. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry to be so naive. But <laughs> that is not what I meant. Travis, you're not naive. Matt just a fucking stuff. pervert. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no. Was he checking his phone? No, dog. He was diddling. <laughs> no, he wasn't diddling. He was just, you know. He was mad. my business. Yeah. When we watched I it at home, it was like we had to turn off the movie. And that was annoying. And I was like, okay. But I actually was like trying to watch that um you keep it playing and then you try and figure out where you left off that's the fun it was it was tar so i don't really feel like that's (laughs) i don't i don't feel like that was possible i've been tar it's not fun yeah (laughs) tar that's not a netflix and chill yeah i know that wasn't my intention i was trying to watch the movie that tar is a fucking full attention even then you barely get there by then i know that's what i'm saying it wasn't something we could leave on tar is a hold on for dear life otherwise you'll sound like a dummy movie like i had to rewatch the rest of the movie at home because i was like i don't know i need i need to know what's going on but the other one was in theaters and they were like Okay, I'll just say it was Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and mm-hmm. they had picked the movie out of the options of movies we could have gone to see. And so I was like, great. And then we were sitting there watching the movie, and uh, they go, oh, yeah, um, have you seen the first two? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know you're talking to Miss Marvel herself? Well, First of all, that I, that's not what I was thinking. I was like, uh, yeah, have you? And they were like, no. And they picked the movie. So obviously they, they had the other movie. intentions. That is literally what I'm saying. I was like, well, right. I'm here to watch the movies. So uh, also, we're not 14. It's Awkward. in public. But yeah, what the fuck? I, oh I was God. so shooketh, yeah. and I hope they don't listen, because they do listen to some of our episodes, but if you're listening, <laughs> I was trying to watch a movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, that was Man, just that, a small side because I was back. thinking. Yeah. Good times, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take me back, because I was, you know... 20 when i had my oh, first come on dude so. the theater was my, oh well for me the the theater was the place to you know the theater was the first place i got past I gonna uh, say first base it, <laughs> yeah no i mean I when I was, I was younger getting it at the theater but i was getting somewhere <laughs> the theater was the movie theater at the mall near my house when i was younger it was first place i got beyond uh first base 
That's the movie theater is the place you go to get on base. Once you've cleared the bases, I, I have no, in, you know, I cleared the bases after. I had no interest in getting on base at the movie theaters at all. <laughs> but I can, you know, if I if I hadn't if I had yet to get a hit, I for sure would have been all Matt. About just because you were a loser virgin base. that couldn't drive, like, sorry. I could drive. Thank you. My family was just too poor to afford multiple vehicles. Thank you very much. No, parents. I was making a clueless reference, Matt. Uh, I've only seen it once. Don't care. Wow. Embarrassing. I don't know. What are we talking about? I, I think you should leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Can, can I don't know drive? how to drive. I can't. <laughs> Driving isn't Thank the you only so much thing. for asking. <laughs> Oh, good shit. Oh, man. Um, All right, so The Witch. It clicked. So it clicked this time for me. I loved it. I, it, It's a perfect, like, honestly, it's a perfect movie. I think before I saw Bo is Afraid, well, in a post-Bo is Afraid world, I think oh. I would rank The Witch of the best movie of the Aster, Eggers, uh, Peel. Wow, you know, I'm so glad we postponed that conversation for Whoa. a later date. Bo is afraid for me. I think is my favorite now, but you know oh. the witch is number two. I think. Okay, I was thinking you were getting at. No, Bo is afraid. I think it's is still my favorite. No, it's still my favorite. But I think I would pick the witch man. definitely of Egghead's movies. The witch is, I think, his best, and it's really not even. Where close would you rank me. the other two? Best, but not favorite. Both, no, both, <laughs> both. So that's that's Travis's um, opinion. <laughs> well, I've only seen the lighthouse and. The Northman once, but I would I the would the rewatches go... on both of those are huge. By the way, dude, talk to me six years from now once I've oh, seen I've them only, both six times. I've only seen both of them huge. once too. Um, Promise you, the rewatches they'll go up. Well, we'll see. But as of right now, th- it goes the I witch, the Northman, the Lighthouse of his three films. <clears throat> the Lighthouse. Uh, it was a. It was a. Like courtesy four, I was like, I feel like I have to give this movie at least a four because, but I minus the reverse. Lighthouse is your favorite. I've seen them all more than once. Okay, so maybe I got to get my rewatches in, but yeah, yeah. The witches. Think so. Um, I don't have a single bad thing to say about the witch. I think it's a perfect movie. As as y'all know, Kurt doesn't give out many fives. He's really harsh on um like his ratings and he fucking loved the lighthouse like that might be one of his top movies of all time hell yeah damn i don't think i knew that about kurt it made my uh top 100 i don't remember where but it was in there it would be in there now i don't know where but the lighthouse or the, no, witch. Not the lighthouse? Oh, we're talking about the lighthouse. We're talking about the lighthouse, man. Get a fucking clue. Get a fucking clue. Get a fucking clue. Review of the witch, not the lighthouse. This yeah, isn't well, a, this isn't an whatever. Retrospective you guys are jacking off on it. I had too high of expectations. I didn't meet them. It was still good. We're done. Okay, what's better, Sander or the witch? <laughs> Let's get it out of the way now. To me, don't you dare! Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't you dare. It's so obvious okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm gonna start by saying I started the review with them at the same rating. Mm-hmm. Upon reflection, that doesn't make sense. The witch is a better done movie. 
mm-hmm. even though I really enjoy, even though I technically enjoyed Seder more. No shot. No yeah. <laughs> shot. Yeah. I, this no movie, way. I realized, I realized <laughs> that the witch was fucking ruined for me. Like I should Which have watched it. Which one did you watch first? Years ago. Seder. It was no. The witch wasn't ruined by Seder. It was ruined by knowing everything that's going to happen. I don't know. There I was, was going to no be no mystery, no intrigue. It it it, there should it be, was though. well acted, well shot. But that's the problem. Is like but, it was well acted, well shot, well scripted. Very interesting that it came that all the dialogue came from actual publications of the time. It was super like interesting that it like was a smaller I mean, version his, of the Salem witch trials. That's that's egghead like, in a nutshell. All that stuff, right? In all that nutshell. stuff is so good, and I want to give credit where credit is due. But truly, I didn't have as much pure enjoyment because this film was ruined for me. Things that gave me pure enjoyment were the stuff that I didn't well, realize, the stuff that I didn't know already. I will like say the that witch putting fucking baby ointment on her. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. Um, first time like I watched the dad it, being kinder. Oh, sorry. First time I watched it, did not like it, but you know the the mystery or plot or the reveals, all of that spoiled. Second time I watched it, absolutely loved it. So I don't, I don't feel like knowing what's going to happen it would necessarily like bring your viewing experience down. Well, I think knowing what was going to happen and having my expectations be too high. Yeah, maybe the hype was playing a factor, but. You know, give it five years. If you were to watch Seder and The Witch, I think you would say The Witch is superior. You should. I I will say right now, (laughs) I will say right now, it's a better movie. Okay. Definitely. Like, that's, I'm not dumb. Like, it's, it's a, it's a much more well-crafted movie. Of course, like, come on. But you enjoyed Seder more. That still kind of blows my mind. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah. I really thought I was, I thought The Witch was going to be tops, and it just, it just... I mean, The Witch is a bit of a slow burn, but I feel like there's a lot of moments that keep you invested. It wasn't slow for me. It felt too quick, Hmm. actually. I, that was one of the things that I felt like it could have done more of. Like, I would have loved more weird... Uh, crazy shit and i felt like it kind of i mean it's only like what 90 minutes mm-hmm. like yeah i felt like it could have should have been two hours it's clinical there's no there's not one wasted second in this movie and i think that's what I really a good way of putting it it's very like a to b to c to d and like that's fine and again it's it's i'm not trying to shit on it really truly i i, I it's a very very good movie anyone like anyone who doesn't think is a well-crafted movie is stupid and doesn't understand movies but there's just something i i just wasn't i didn't i don't know so honestly think, y'all making me really do a deep dive into that i'm i think i'm moving my star rating back down to the same no okay so i will say that uh, i think the way that you felt about Seder as far as like 
there being a genuine mystery and you wanted to know, like, is it real? Blah, blah, blah. That's how the witch is, like, when you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I think the mystery of the witch is 1,000-fold better than the mystery in yes. Seder. Because there is a genuine, like, there were times where I was questioning, like, is this actually happening? Like, who, or even even if there are literal things that are right. happening is that it, can't be explained. Well, is the, it best, part it, is the it, best part about it, the best part about it is that it, that it shows the witch early on and then you have it in your mind that, oh, it's the witch doing all of this. But then the reveal at the end is like, oh no, it's the devil in the form of a fucking goat. And Oh, I don't know that I fully understood that. I thought it was both. Well, I think it's both. I think that I think the witches made a coven, like, you know, a coven with the devil and it was like Well, a, so a thing. if it's Sure, but I thought, yeah, it's I thought, somewhat of okay, a Okay, hold on, like hold a, on, hold on. Hold a red on, herring on. or a reveal. Yes. I okay, I I maybe let's take a big step back. <laughs> what Okay, how did they get Black Philip? And when they had Black Philip as a goat, was he always the devil? Or did mm-hmm. the witches make him demonic or whatever? No, I think those woods and those witches are of an age that is never made explicit. But I think we're meant to believe that they have been there for a very long time. And that these people are intruders on their land. And that Black Philip is the form that he takes but he was there when they got there. You know what I mean? Like these are people who are coming into his, into his woods. So they like found this goat and they were just like cool free goat. Well, that's how I, to be fair, I I don't think his origin is revealed. It's not explicit. He's just there. Yeah. Yeah. But you get the impression that he didn't come with them. Just that he's, you well, know, he didn't. I mean, at least we don't we don't see that he I came mean, with them. Because none of the animals came. We literally with them, see him right? flee town. So right, right, and they have everything on their truck, and like none of the animals came with them. I mean, maybe it was sold or traded, or yeah, maybe it was already there. We don't really know. So you guys, so from your perspective, Black Philip is the big bad, and he's causing there to be witches in the woods. Yes. Is he in cahoots with the witches? Yeah. Are they his servants? Yeah. They've all signed his book? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the devil beyond Black Philip. Like, no. I think we're I supposed didn't, to view I, Black Philip as I, the entity of the devil. No, I understand that. That that part I got. I just... I guess I thought it was vice versa. No, I think... I mean, I think it's... This the movie itself is relatively literal as far as Anya Taylor Joy's character does end up signing the book because he makes her an offer that she can't refuse. No, I got comes out. I mean I got that. Yeah, I think Although, I think he okay, is funny the, thing it's is all him. Fun fact. Fun fact. You know when when he goes, Would you like to eat butter? or whatever, however he says that. Um, that was because uh, Puritans um, and people of that time uh, weren't allowed to eat butter. It was um, banned by the church. And then it was later um, 
Martin. No, not the Protestant. Do you know why it was banned? Uh, I don't know actually, but I know the church banned it. And then, oh, Martin Luther, when he when he did his one of his like you know where he like pinned his reformations to the church door. Mm-hmm. One of them was that he thought everyone should be allowed to eat butter because basically the um the elites uh the royalty the nobles were still eating butter and not being punished by the church and only the poor were being punished by the church for it so that's why he's like would you like a taste of butter which seems so like ambig like 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 that doesn't like he's like well, pretty dresses like okay yeah but like okay could, could I mean, she the, not eat butter movie, before that seems crazy the movie plays with religion in a heavy way like with like lust temptation the father and his pride it's it's like a yeah whole do you guys thing. also why do you think why do you think they were kicked out i thought it was because he was like uber religious like even like like too much of a zealot for the puritans which i thought damn how fucking crazy ass religious do you have to be that you're too fucking much of a zealot for puritans i i feel like the movie's hinting at him being like you know his own god essentially like the way he looks like the the scene at the at the the dinner table where he's like has his hands spread open and like it looks like a freaking like painting of jesus like I think it's all playing into like, yeah, he's like so into himself. Like he has like a God complex that like that's like his sin. Interesting that I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah, that is interesting. I think it's I think it's even more literal than that. I mean, I think it's like, what's it called? Lutheranism. I mean, Paris alluded to it. Martin Luther. He's like this guy. He's like super cool guy. It was like, hey, guys, the church doesn't have to be such full of such squares, you know? Like the teachings of Martin Luther were like very, very, very radical for the time, even though they're like, you know, they're whatever. Yeah, that's where Lutherans come from. Right. I think that is what it boils down to. I think because they're immigrants from Europe. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. they're colonizers. So I think it was more of just like a like a radical like pre-Lutheran like old Catholic or what? No, Protestant. Are Protestants Lutheran or is that a separate? Whatever it is, no, I think it was just like later. They are Puritans. The old teachings. I think they were yeah. ostracized by the other colonizers. Yeah, the colonizers. Puritans were ostracized from England. That's why they. Oh wait. Well, that wasn't the only reason they left. They left because of taxes. Bunch of dumb white bitches who were like, "Oh, we don't want to pay taxes." No, that's not. Yeah, that is why they left, and then they had to pay. I don't know. I'm too drunk to get into history stuff. But anyway, I think it was. Uh, uh, it boils down <laughs> to just like, like Lutheranism and how they were strict. The family were strict adherents of like. I can't think of the proper term for it, but pre-Lutheranism, whatever, like the old Catholic Church, whatever it is, like. Uh, they were so they were Americans. ostracized because they were yeah. So the, the the butter thing, that's exactly that. Like Martin Luther was like, oh maybe we should be able to eat butter, and then this guy was like, nope, no butter, we're leaving. And then they you know. But the devil said, lick some fucking butter. Yeah, you me, want some bitch. butter? Oh, you want to lick some butter off these off these ladies of the woods? And then uh, Thomas, I would lick some like, butter oh. off some ladies. Yeah, Thompson was like, "Hell yeah, sign me up!" And then she did, and she Honestly, strolled dude, butt naked I'm into right the there. woods. 
So that was the other thing is like, I kind of thought was interesting is like, if I hadn't known, and maybe partially because I did know kind of like, I knew about the end scene where she like floats up into the sky, becomes oh, a witch, whatever. God. I didn't find that that interesting. Again, really? Because I already knew it was coming, but I was like, oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. See, I really do think you were like severely, severely spoiled. You just came to it. Too I agree. I agree. I think that- I think if I had watched this five years ago, maybe I would have enjoyed it a lot more had I not been so spoiled from it. The, the yeah. f- first watch, the ending of The Witch, that's an all timer ending for me. Oh, Travis, the ending right? is incredible. It's an all timer ending. We were just talking about how it Even wasn't very was- impactful for Paris. Oh, absolutely not. Even when I was checked out in the theater, when that ending happened, I was like, okay, that was pretty sick. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I already knew it was coming. I, I knew that I know it. I knew at the end they like uh, d- uh, dance in the moonlight and then she floated up. Like, I already knew that. And I don't that know when it happened. Whole I was like, sequence, oh, is this when the she's end? walking through the forest naked and there's like the moonlight mm-hmm. coming through the fucking trees and then she joins the. The cult of witches and they all dance and the music too. Oh, like yeah. throughout the whole movie, yeah. the music yeah, the, is killer. The, the, like the chanting, like the choir. Yep. Yeah, the yeah, cool. like the Gregorian chant kind of thing. That's definitely another department that Sator was lacking in was <laughs> the music department. Let me tell you, strong disagree. I wrote in my notes, sound design was amazing. It scared the shit oh, no. out of me. Sorry. Okay. No, I'm, 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 I really am glad that you, that you like that movie. Um, I just, I, I really do. Think a lot of people do like that movie. With this movie. Yeah. Maybe it is because we paired it with this movie. Well, Travis, like so hard the Rotten, to, the Rotten Tomatoes score that you looked at, that 90% is for critics. Yeah. The audience score is 35%. Well, we don't care about normies who have a fucking Rotten Tomatoes account. I'm with the normies. Well, all I'm saying is, I know, I was like, it sounds like both of you were more with the audience score and I was more. Oh, yeah. No, I am with with the normies. With the critical score. So, but that's what I'm saying. So it like kind of makes sense that like, it seems like a very polarizing film in that respect. Yeah. But I really do feel like that was, I'm bummed that the ending of this movie was spoiled for you because it is such a, I mean, it is such an iconic, like, there's a reason this movie has like kind of let spearheaded the elevated horror movement well, of the last decade. Black Phillip is somewhat of an icon at this point, at least in like art house horror. Oh yeah. For so sure. yeah, I yeah. I feel like the ending being spoiled and then just kinda knowing where that through line is gonna go with Black Phillip could I bring the movie Black down Phillip some. Was the devil. Like yeah. I knew, I knew for a fact he was a devil. Like I, a lot of the other stuff was kind of ambiguous, but I was like, well, she definitely turns into a witch at the but end. I do think the movie Black does Phil a good job of devil, like, like keep you guessing. Because I mean, because they do hint at her being a witch early on, and there's like well, and this that's kind of where I, hypocrisy, I like the movie... between the family, where there's they don't really know who to trust or who to believe, and. That yeah, kind especially of towards the, the end, it feels like once things start going awry, immediately they like start to not immediately, but they start to turn on each other and sort of rot from the inside out, like that apple that came mm-hmm. out of that kid's mouth. Yeah, 
that's the hysteria aspect. Travis, I think Paris was more, she was more so stating she knew he was the devil, not because she like figured it out, but she just, she just knew from. Yeah, it wasn't, it it wasn't like, oh, it was so obvious. Like I, I, I wish, I wish I didn't know anything about this. Dude, well, Black Phillip speaks for the first time in the theater. I was like, big time chills like not not that it was unexpected but like that yeah the movie does kind of hint at him potentially being something well especially after the goring where he gores uh (laughs) where he gores daddy but But even early on there's something off-putting about black philip that you're just like well and the twins talk to him and they say he talked to us and he said you were evil like that's not normal yeah and they're literally like well that was like i was i was that was the funniest part when they were like black fit. Like I was listening to the song and I was like, Oh yeah, those twins are definitely like his little, his little demonic serpent servants. They're like black Philip, black Philip. He will rule the world when it is hell everywhere. Like, it's literally like, like this is not a is, red flag to anybody. Yeah, like like, like no one no and I thought, oh, maybe that's like a nursery rhyme of the time. And they were like, No, those are songs they made up. And I was like, was no one interest like was no one like that's disturbing like what <laughs> well, why are they with- making up songs about the fact that our goat's the fucking devil <laughs> well one thing that we haven't even touched on is like the writing like it's it's old english and there is a there is a note at the end of the film that like a lot of the dialogue comes from like actual like letters and stuff that were discovered from that time of like, you know, the mass hysteria of like witchcraft and all this stuff. And it's like, I think that it's, it's masterful the way that the screenplay is, is done as far as like, it's well, Shakespearean like the- in its delivery. And like, it just, there's never one moment where I like, there's no false notes. You know what I mean? Like everything felt true to me. That's a, that's a credit to the performers too, but just like everything about the way that they were speaking and like the thematic through lines of the. But that's the, what I love most about his movies is like he he seems like he does this research. He tries to be authentic, but then there's also like this added element of like supernatural or fantastical. But like he does recreate a world from like you know an older time, but then there's always like this added element to it that makes it a little more cinematic and a little more interesting than it would be without that element. Right. He he's taking these stories, this folklore and these myths and he's he's adapting them as if they're real. Like it, it, mm-hmm. he treat he gives like the material a respect to where is like he's not just doing it to be creepy. Like he's he's taking these stories and he's treating them as if like it's the it's the actual reality of these individuals who lived at that time. It's like an adult and, fairy tale, right? It's it's <laughs> fantasy. Like he he he's taking these these stories Definitely. and he's making them he's making them real. And I don't think I really like truly appreciated that about about old Egghead. Oh, I gotta watch fucking the lighthouse. Oh man, I'm way overdue for a lighthouse rewatch. <laughs> God damn, I'm getting horny just thinking about it. Um, Speaking of horny, all of his movies have a nice element of horn. <laughs> There's some even horn. the lighthouse, which you'd be like, hmm, but you know, there's oh, no, that fucking lighthouse to is octopus. We're jerking off to mermaid <laughs> octopusy in the fucking light, and there's cum dripping out of it or whatever. Shit, 
I love kind yeah, of. There's some fluids in that movie. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Fluids. I just wanna, I just wanna make sure. Caught that, Matt? Did you just say, "Fuck, I love cum"? Well, I think you're. I did not say "fuck, I love cum." I just said I love cum. Who doesn't? love That's cum? a totally normal thing to say. Who, yeah, who doesn't love cum? I mean, me. <laughs> we def on this show. We definitely. <laughs> Like yeah, in we're general, we're yeah, but the COC about. champions of cum. There's a reason that you, Tom, like like that you two and Tom are the cream team and we are the scream team because I don't like cum. Remember oh, in each when you guys were like, oh, ago, all we talked about was cum. What episode was that? Paris, you were on oh, cum town. Infinity you Pool. On, you were all yeah. Aboard. I was. Yeah, I was on cum town. <laughs> Leaning into the, the cum. I was riding the white wave, but <laughs> I. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it when you say "fuck." I love cum. Like I for some reason say that. that makes me uncomfortable. Like I'm comfortable being like, "Yeah, that octopus had tons of cum." As soon as you say it, I'm like, "Ugh, Check you, the tape. gross I just pervert." Said I love cum. You don't have to make it sexual. A guy can Time just say will he tell. Calm. It doesn't have to be a sex thing. God. Time will tell. God. Um, all right. Anything else before uh, we wrap this one up? I love the witch. Me too. I finally got there. It's uh, damn near perfect, if not perfect. Oh, it's perfect, bud. It is perfect. Paris, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I will say we didn't talk about it too much because I feel like most of what we talked about was just whether it was good or great or medium mm-hmm. or whatever. But I, the, <laughs> I would the agree scene, with that. <laughs> yeah, the scene when um, the mom is, I don't know, dreaming, hallucinating, whatever, when she sees oh, the baby yeah. and Caleb. And then when it starts nursing and then you realize it's a fucking crow pecking out her chest. Oh, I loved that. And that when it pulls back and when she's sitting there, that looked like an illustration in an old storybook of fairy tales, like fucked up fairy tales. Like I feel like that was like the page, you know, where it's like a big golden illustration. Like I saw it all in my head. I was like, wow, that is fucking crazy. Like, for, uh, for whatever I, you know, my actual, like, feelings during the movie or enjoyment or whatever's ruined, like, man, it had some cool scenes. And that, that was, was one sick. of them. That was, yeah, some standout imagery. I do love the, I mean, we already touched on it, but the sequence where she takes the baby and runs off to her little hut and, you know, does the baby pace and all that. And then even, like, the shot of her in silhouette with the moon and all that is great. Yeah. Well, and and the scene on previous watches, it didn't hit the same way on this one, but in all my previous watches, one of my favorite scenes has been when Sam uh, is confronted by the witch. He he like stumbles upon her hut, and she is oh, like yeah. you know freshly oiled up in baby juice and is like super hot, you know, mm-hmm. and she like comes out. And when she kisses him and then the hand that reaches into the frame, the hand. Uh, it still gives me chills. It's so it's so good. That's another standout scene for sure. Agreed. Um, okay. Anything else, Paris? Nah, you got it. Hell yeah. All right. Um, that 
is going to do it. We do have to drop stars, though, before we wrap things up. So let's go ahead and do that now. As I already alluded to, that is uh, five stars from me. Took quite a few watches, but we did it. Uh, easy five for me as well. Um, that's going to be a 4.5 for me. You guys bump me back up, which I think is where it belongs. It didn't feel Beautiful. right to give them the same stars, but... I don't know. We'll just see. wait I would for the rewatch. To, I, I was just about to say, I would love to rewatch this with a clear... Give it some time. Clear eyes, dark it. hearts, can't lose, you know, or whatever they say. I don't blame you at all. Like I said, it took me five or six, maybe seven. Like I said, I can't really keep track. But uh, however many watches it took until this one for me to finally bump it up to five. So I've been at 4.5 all of the other rewatches. So I hope you revisit it. I definitely will. I I actually have only watched all of them once, so I would like to do like a long term, uh, Bobby Bobby Egg marathon for sure for some. Sounds watches. amazing. Very cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for uh, this episode. Uh, as far as what is on the agenda moving forward, we've got something fun in store for the listeners uh, coming up. So uh, details, uh, TBD, we're going to figure out the lineup, but we're going to celebrate, uh, we're going to do a little summer celebration and we're going to have a, uh, a summer of slashers. We're going to... Uh, pit slasher films against one another over the course of the summer. Uh, and uh, by the end of the summer, we're going to crown a favorite out of the films that we pick. So the uh, really, at this point, it's a work in progress, but the only criteria thus far is that we cannot pick a film if any of us have seen it. So these are going to be films, that, slashers specifically, that none of us have seen, uh, the number of which is TBD. We're thinking six six films so it'll be three episodes worth of material but uh we're gonna work out the details but um should be fun summer slashers like i said tbd on the titles by the time this episode goes up we will have uh we'll have figured out what the first two at least will be so check the show notes if you're curious to see what we decided on but it should be pretty fun and uh dare i say if you have a suggestion feel free to let us know the only criteria is that is a slasher and uh, none of us have seen it before. So if you check can the letterbox, check the letterbox. <laughs> but just, you know, if you're a fan of the show, just look at the titles of the shows. If it's a movie that we've seen before, then don't bother. Don't waste our time. But if you've got an idea, maybe you're uh, a gem, personal favorite. Let us know what it is. You can send us an email to cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. And uh, we'll they're going to have to think a do. little on the obscure side, though. I have seen, I think, most of the noteworthy slashers. I feel like between the two of you and then my random things I've seen, like that feels like all of the basics. Yeah, that's the we're looking. We're looking for like the jabs. Like, we're looking for the one the... that you found at Blockbuster 20 years ago and you were like, holy shit. Why is no one talking about this? Exactly. That's what we want. Let yeah, not the know. ones on TikTok. 
Definitely don't give us any TikTok No TikTok pics. All right. All right. Settle down. Settle down. That's the main criteria. <laughs> if you learned about it from TikTok. Don't no even thanks. bother. That has not worked out I'm so never telling you guys that ever again. Fine. We'll find Fine. out. We know. Wait, we didn't Skin and Ring start us a, a TikTok recommendation? It, it did. Yeah, Paris. And I fucking hated it. It sucked. Huge masterpiece. Matt loved it. Loved it. Matt doesn't um, have great taste, so. That's, you know, not debatable, I do. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening to The Digest. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, I have a mini announcement. Not <gasps> for us, necessarily. But for our lovely um, sound, you know, music producer, Kurt. Um, he has some songs that he came out with and uh i will yeah and they're on soundcloud and so he's been working on some music for a while and it's really good so we can check it out maybe we can add it in the show notes and um for all the listeners if you like our intro and outro music you should check it out it's really does he cool. have a handle on soundcloud like how can we uh is it for interested? well i I put it in the show notes every time. Is it Dreams of Memories or is it? I mean, it... that's his website, and I don't know. Well, that's a SoundCloud handle too. I put it in uh, the uh, the old show notes. Unless he's hosting it on. Oh wait, no, you're right. It's Dreams of Silent. No, memories Dreams of Silent website. Memories is his website, um, and I don't know if his SoundCloud is linked on there. It may it or may not be. We can figure that out later. But, I'll, but if I'll, it's I'll, not, we'll get it in yeah, the show notes for sure. That's what I was, that's what I was saying. Sorry. Yeah. We'll, we'll have it in the show notes. Um, but yeah. So yeah. If you like what you hear, which you should or else. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. He came out with some new stuff and it's great. So Is he going to be on Spotify? That's a great question, Travis. Um, TBD. I'm asking all the questions that the listeners are thinking of right now. No, I, and I and I am not the right person to answer that because uh, I am not him. So I will ask him and maybe let you know on the next episode. All of the links are going to go in the show notes, whatever, wherever you can find Kurt's new material. Matt is the king of show notes, so don't you <laughs> We're going to put him in the show notes, don't <laughs> So thank you, Kurt, again, as always, for uh, producing the music for this show. Appreciate you very much. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay smooth. Stay scared. And stay slain. Were you holding that in for how long? <laughs> Just one second, literally.